So now we have the opportunity to set our hearts on listening to the Dhamma. That's the 25th of October, 2021. And us bringing our minds to peace is something that's very important. Because when our minds receive these um, aramanas, these uh, sense impressions, and uh, we're all probably well aware, understand what aramana means, these sense impressions, what that's referring to. It refers to sights and sounds, the tastes, odors, tactile sensations, and then there's also the feelings, the thoughts, the memories which appear within our minds. So these are ramanas, these are sense impressions. And when they come into the heart, then feelings will come up. There's the feeling of seeing, the feeling of hearing, of uh, tasting, of smelling, and the feeling of uh, feeling things through our body. And so this is vinyana, a sense, consciousness. And when these things come up, when our minds receive these, then we attach to them. Attach to it as being me, as belonging to me. And this is where problems arise. And this sense of self which comes up in the present moment. And the Buddha taught about these qualities or phenomena which have causes that bring them into being. It's itta, pachiyata. Or, this is also taught uh, in the Heart Sutra, in the Mahayana tradition. And so this is about the process of ignorance and then craving and clinging. And when the mind attaches, when there's this craving, this clinging, then suffering appears. And even though we don't wish for our minds to attach, still through the power of the delusion within them, they go and cling on to things. And so they're similar to a child which just doesn't really know about the world. Perhaps it sees a piece of cloth that's fallen to the ground and then it wonders what that cloth tastes like. So it picks it up, it puts it into its mouth. And they're... Maybe it's parents, they're trying to stop it from doing these things. Uh, they're worried that this cloth may have chemicals that may harm the child, but the child doesn't listen. It doesn't know whether it's dirty or not, it just wants to know what it tastes like. It doesn't have any intelligence. And so the parents, they can't kind of keep up with a child like this, they can't prevent it from doing anything like this. Because this child doesn't have any knowledge. And so when our minds don't have knowledge, when they have ignorance instead, then they will go and attach to every sense impression that they experience. And so they have this um, sense of self. And when we become older, then we gain things in this world. You get gains and praise and status and pleasure. And so we attach to these things. But they also have the other side, 
um, there's loss, and then there's disrepute, and there's this loss of status and blame, and there's displeasure. And when we receive these things, then we become sad. And so these, we gain them because we have a sense of self as a me and a mine. And it's just natural to experience these things in this world. We're not able to run away from them. And so we need to develop wisdom so that our hearts can experience peace. And where can we find this peace? Do we find it in a forest, in a cave, in an empty dwelling, in the foot of a tree? Well, these are peaceful places as well. And this is peaceful from external chaos, external confusion. And they give us the opportunity to be able to train our minds and develop this internal peace. Because we don't have things that are disturbing us. And so it's easier to look at the breath, the in-breath, and the out-breath. And so these are places that we can train um, ourselves. So if we, normally if we hear a sound and that disturbs us, um, if the mind is shaken by that, it's because our mindfulness isn't good enough, it's not in time. Our samadhi isn't strong enough, and so wisdom just doesn't arise. And so even though we may go and train and go out to places and forests and caves, for example, um, what's, this is temporarily running away or avoiding these um, disturbing sense impressions. These are places that we go to train ourselves um, temporarily so that we can bring the mind to peace, so that we are able to contemplate in order to abandon the sense of self. So that when we get back, then we can um, fight against all of these sense impressions that we experience in the present moment. And so these sense impressions are things that we do need to experience. We do need to receive them. And we're not able to flee from them forever. And some people go on meditation retreats for one month or maybe three months. And they experience peace there. It's not chaotic. But when they leave that retreat, then their minds are chaotic all over again. And that's because wisdom hasn't come up. And so this is running away from these sense impressions. And when they, oh, sorry, and it's the the stilling of the mind, but it's not the stilling of the defilements. So it's likened to a rock which is placed on top of grass. And um, it hasn't killed that grass, so that when that rock is removed, then the grass just grows up all over again. So in order to train ourselves correctly, it needs to come through samaditi, it needs to come through right view, it needs to be imbued with wisdom. So knowing these sense impressions as we experience them, and being on top of them, this is something that's very important. And if we have wisdom, then we won't suffer. But if we don't have wisdom, then we need to flee from these things. And 
we're not really solving it um, in the right place. We're not solving the problem within our hearts. And so we may blame things uh, because our minds aren't peaceful. We may blame it on things external uh, to us. And so there are different ways that we can view this situation. And um, one way is to look externally, the other way is to look internally. So it's similar to if we have a buffalo and it's in a pen, there's a fence around it. Uh, But that fence isn't yet good, there are still openings. And so people can come and they can steal that buffalo, or the buffalo is able to leave the enclosure. And so one way of looking at it is to say that the buffalo is lost because someone's gone and stolen it. Another way is to look and to say that we haven't protected that buffalo well enough. And the second way is to look internally. And so if we understand things um, in this way, and we'll see that experiencing forms, this is something that is normal. To hear sounds, to smell things, to taste things, to experience tactile sensations, to experience thoughts, these are all normal things. They all arise and cease. And these things, they don't know that they're making us happy or they're making us sad. And they're just normal in this way. They just occur like this. But it's our minds that go and attach to them. It's our minds that don't really have knowledge. We see things in terms of self, in terms of a being, an individual, an us or another. And this is what creates the confusion, the chaos in our minds. But if people have well-established samadhi, then they'll be able to see clearly, see that these ramanas, these sense impressions, are just something normal. They're not something that we should attach to. And when we have wisdom like this, then this right view can arise. We gain this understanding. So this is falling into the stage of uh, Dhamma Nupasana Satipatthana, um, the foundation of mindfulness over Dhamma. When the eye sees a form, when the ear hears a sound, or we smell something, we taste something, this tactile sensation, and then we have mindfulness there. And there's this contact between the external sense objects and the internal sense bases. And there's this contact and then vijnana arises, the sense consciousness comes up. And then there's a knowledge, knowing that this is just seeing, this is just hearing, this is just smelling. But if we don't see it as being just that, as just seeing, then suffering arises. So we need to do is to give rise to wisdom. But we're still practicing, and so we don't see all of these things clearly in this way. And sometimes there's contact that happens, but our knowledge isn't up to speed with this. And that's because we're still training, because we're still practicing. So when we don't know things like this, then we have to contemplate. And contemplate, we see a form, 
This is made up of shape and color. Or we hear a sound, we smell something. And uh, there's this reception of that in the mind. And there's vinyana, the sense consciousness, which comes up. But if we... Sorry, and this, there's this, this vinyana is nama. And this is a mental quality. And so if we draw these things together, we can split them into two. And there's physical things and there's mental things. And our minds know these, know both physical and mental things. And they should understand them as being things which change, which are stressful, which are not self, which arise and cease. So some people ask, well, is this wisdom? Well, this is the kind of wisdom that gives rise to samadhi. It's not really vipassana yet. It's not true insight. And some people say that this kind of practice is vipassana, is insight, but really it's wisdom that's developing peace of mind. It's how we contemplate seeing into anicca, dukkha, anatta. And so we carry on contemplating in this way until we do gain this clarity. We do see things clearly. And we do this each day, steadily practicing like this and trying to develop a mindfulness throughout the day and so that we can find this internal peace. So in the beginning we may need to find external peaceful places and to avoid some sense impressions in this way. And Lumpucha said that when he was a younger monk he tried to find this peace and so he stuffed some wax into his ears And instead of hearing the sounds outside, there was just this um, internal hum that he heard from his ears. But then wisdom arose, and he thought that, well, if this is how one sees the Dhamma, then all deaf people will have seen the Dhamma already. But it's not the case. That's not how it is. And so it's not correct to run away from sense impressions in this way. But when he practiced further and he gained very deep samadhi, um, then he could choose whether he uh, would hear any sounds or not when he was in this deep state of samadhi. And so these sounds, um, they weren't able to affect him in any way. But we gain the understanding that we're stirred up because of sounds, that our minds are frantic, Uh, because they have to hear these things. But if we have real peace in our minds, then these sounds, they won't be able to disturb us in any way. In the beginning, it's useful to find this external peace. Uh, But we can't run away from these things um, all the time. And sometimes we do remove ourselves from them in order to gain internal energy. And then when we have this energy, then we can put up a fight in the present moment. So training our minds to gain this inner peace is something that's very important. Gaining this peace until it develops into samadhi. Bringing them to a level of stillness. But even though there's samadhi there, there's still some chaos. 
But next we develop the peace of wisdom. And when we have this wisdom, then there's no longer any chaos. Things aren't frantic at all. Because we know all of the sense impressions in time as we're experiencing them. So we can, when experiencing these sense impressions, we can contemplate different ways. And we can think how these lives of ours are not sure. How this body is something that's not sure. And so we contemplate like this. And when we gain some of the desirable worldly dhammas, when there's gain, when there's praise, there's status, there's pleasure, and then we use these things to create more goodness. And we gain them and then we build up even more goodness uh, due to them. And if we lose them, then we contemplate how that's just something normal, that we're able to gain all these things because of this body. The mind comes and takes residence in this body. But we're not able to control these bodies. They deteriorate, they decay, that's a part of their nature to be like that. But we need to build up a lot of goodness before these bodies break apart, because we don't know when they're going to break. And so we train our minds to not be heedless. We use wisdom to contemplate in any sight or sound, taste, smell, tactile sensation that we experience, um, then we contemplate and we're not moved into um, liking or disliking due to that. And this is the path to the Dhamma. This is the path to Nibbana. And so we should understand this. This is the straight way, the direct path. This is the shortest route. So for myself, before I had a lot of doubts in the practice, and doubting about which is the fastest way, which is the direct way. And Lumpur Cha, he answered this, this doubt, this uh, question very directly. He said that not getting into liking and disliking, this is the fastest way. So when our minds have peace and they're able to contemplate and let go of all the sense impressions. And then we can see clearly and we have confidence here. The mind is unshaken at this point. So we bring up our mindfulness and we try to keep our minds with the meditation object so that they can gather into peace. If they're not very peaceful, then we can chant a lot. And the thinking should reduce, and the mind should settle down. But if we don't train our minds, then the mind will just be like this, always, until the day that we die. And then when we die, where are we going to go? Well, we just don't know. So we must train ourselves first. We must try to train these minds so that they gain strength, so they gain this internal goodness. So for the laity, that many of you are really devoted to building goodness, to being generous, to keeping precepts, and really have set your hearts on this, and those that have faith, that really, really do have faith, they offer alms food regularly, and do this without skipping a single day, offering many different things, being generous in many different ways, 
any monastery that's building something, building a Dharma hall or a jetty, they make offerings uh, towards that. And so this is Burmi uh, that the lay people are building up. And so they do this um, constantly, constantly training like this. And so the heart um, becomes full through this goodness. And when we do this goodness in a consistent way, and then it's a lot easier to recollect this, to bring this to mind. It's a lot easier to use this as a meditation object, something that we can bring up and recollect frequently. And even though we still have a sense of self, we use this to create goodness. We don't just toss this goodness out. And we can attach to this goodness uh, for now and use this as a recollection, object of recollection, for object of meditation, in order to bring our minds to joy. And then we develop the goodness of taking up the precepts, the goodness of listening to the Dhamma. And the result of this is heaven. That's what we gain. But this heaven, too, is something which doesn't last. And we need to be born again. And so gaining another life, we use that to create goodness again. Even though we create this kind of goodness, the mind still isn't all that peaceful. It can still be chaotic. And so then we move on to developing samadhi, bringing the mind to stability, making this samadhi firm. So this is initially, developing samadhi is running away from these sense impressions. And just like a house that we build to protect ourselves from the sun, from the cold, in cold countries, from the snow or from the rain, from different insects and mosquitoes. And so this is what we use houses for. And if our house is good, then we can sit meditation peacefully inside it. And so it's similar to how we develop samadhi. And this is avoiding or putting distance between us and these sense impressions. And so that we're not disturbed by these sense impressions. And we gain energy uh, through this. The mind gains energy. And so if the enemy that we're fighting against is very strong, if there's a lot of them, then we need to flee for now until we build up our barami and we have the barami to be able to fight with them. And so this samadhi, it's a kind of fleeing. It's a resting of the mind. And when it's peaceful, when it's cool, and then it has the energy to be able to contemplate and to develop even more peace. We can look at the things that we attach to and ask ourselves, is there really a self there? We contemplate them until we're able to let them go little by little. And so this is the fastest route, this is the most direct route, and something that we should really do. Whether monastics or laity, we should put our efforts into this path, into developing a lot of goodness developing generosity and virtue and meditation, and so that eventually our minds become peaceful through wisdom.
so that we can see Nibbāna and we can attain to the Dhamma. And may you all set your hearts on this.